Hi there, Steve Kaufman here. I'm leaving today with my wife. We are going to south to spend a month in the sun because it rains here, although the month of October in Vancouver has been unusually dry. I'm quite happy to stay here in the rain, play my old timers hockey three times a week, go skiing up at uh, Cyprus, cross country skiing 20 minutes from uh, where we live. But my wife watches the rainfall every day and likes to go south for November, which is the rainiest month here in Vancouver. So I don't know whether I'll be able to do videos down there. So I thought I would do at least one here before leaving. And uh, I want to talk about memorizing vocabulary with a little bit of reference to the conference again uh, on multilingualism and cognitive processes that I attended at McGill. Uh, first of all, I can't answer the various comments and questions that have appeared uh, below my um, my videos here at YouTube because YouTube is completely messed up in terms of how they deal with with comments and the ability to respond to comments. If I get a comment and advice by email that there's been a comment to reply or to respond, click here and it takes me somewhere. Uh, it doesn't open up underneath the uh, comment that I'm supposed to be responding to. Uh, very often that comment is not to be found. Uh, it looks like there's a total, um, it's a, the whole system and, and whereby they deal with comments is completely messed up. It, it never was great. Uh, then for a period it seemed to be working better and now it's completely messed up. I hope they fix it. Even if I click on my inbox, I can't get to the list of comments that uh, have been recently made so that I can comment on them. If anybody has any advice on that, please let me know. Um, Memorizing vocabulary, there was uh, uh, one of the people I follow on Facebook, Anthony Lauder, uh, who is that great uh, self-effacing uh, 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 Brit who studies Czech and other languages based in Prague. And he asked people what their favorite way was for memorizing vocabulary. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. In my opinion, the best way to memorize vocabulary is not to memorize vocabulary. Uh, I have always found trying to memorize vocabulary, whether from a list, whether in flashcards, or, or however, any deliberate attempt to memorize, to put to memory these items of vocabulary is ex an extremely low efficiency activity. No matter how hard you try, some words are going to stick and some words will not stick until much, much later. Uh, so I don't do that. I believe that the best way to acquire vocabulary is through lots of exposure and um, you know meeting vocabulary items in different contexts and the more content you consume through listening and reading the more likely you are to encounter these vocabulary items again and every time you encounter them again you encounter them in different contexts which makes the whole, you know, scope of their meaning clearer each time. Uh, you get a better sense of which words they're used together with. You really start to experience these words in live settings and also in settings, hopefully, that are high resonance. If you are listening to content of interest, such as when I listen to my uh, Czech, uh, you know, Tolki Česko Minulosti, which is interesting stuff, uh, about Czech history. If the content is of interesting, it's higher resonance. And so you really want to kind of get a sense of the meaning of these words in that context. Then you see it again in another context. 
to me, therefore, trying to memorize it on a list, I, I think that may go into short-term memory. Some things will stick, but a lot won't. So it's, to me, it's a low efficiency activity. It's also a boring activity. And I always have the, f the feeling when I'm devoting time to sort of studying a list of vocabulary, I'm stealing time away from meaningful interaction with the language, as in listening and reading and or speaking. And, and speaking is also important. I don't want to underestimate speaking. And, and perhaps I have given the impression that uh, I only work on input. I don't. It's just that input is easier to arrange. But I was at an evening the other night here in Vancouver. There was a Russian language meetup. And there's no question that after sitting for two hours and speaking Russian left, right, and center, the quality of my Russian uh, goes up and my attentiveness to Russian goes up. And I notice that the next time I listen and read. And so you do need to also speak, but meaningful speaking, meaningful listening and reading, that's all meaningful interaction with the language. It's high resonance. And as you encounter words, hear words, see words, use words eventually, in those contexts, to my mind, that is a better use of time than trying to memorize lists of words. So exposure is key. And I think this came out uh, in the conference uh, in Montreal where they analyzed, you know, I'll give you an example uh, from memory here, but, but so many of the, the uh, sort of case studies or research examples that were presented uh, were very, very limited in scope. And, and you'll have an opportunity to check this out on their website. I left a link to their website in my last video. And you can also, uh, you know, Google multilingual conference McGill University and you'll find them. But one example was one presenter talked about attrition in L1, your first language, and used as an example, an Italian, comparing Italian immigrants who had lived in Canada for 10 years to Italians in Italy. And the reaction of their brain to sort of word order that might be acceptable in, uh, in Italian, uh, I can't remember exactly, either that had been influenced by English word order or a word order that was acceptable in Italian but very unusual. And so that the reaction, uh, by and large, by Italian immigrants who had lived in Canada for 10 years, the brain reacted differently to those changes in word order than the brains of Italians in Italy. And there was also differences depending on the degree of or the level of education of people and so forth. I mean, to me, that's relatively uninteresting. It seems to me obvious that a person who lives in Canada for 10 years will be influenced by English, even in their native language. That doesn't mean that there has been attrition in the language. And, and I don't think it demonstrates, even if people start to introduce essentially non-native patterns in their Italian, I don't consider that attrition because it's just necessarily you will be influenced. Every language you learn is going to influence you in some way in the languages that you already speak. That doesn't mean attrition. And as one commenter said on my previous video, it would be very interesting to see why it is that many of us experience this improvement in our language when we take some time away from it to study a third language. I've experienced it and other people have said the same. Uh, you know, I, I, I lived in Japan for nine years, didn't touch Mandarin Chinese, uh, hardly spoke it at all. Come back to Mandarin Chinese, I'm better. Um, I decided to spend some time on Swedish listening to Swedish audiobooks. 
didn't touch, I uh, can't remember what other language I was on. I come back to that language, maybe it was Italian, I understand it better. And so this whole idea of not only is exposure to the language you're studying important, but exposure to language learning and all this sort of exposing your brain to different languages and different structures and different sounds seems to have the uh, effect of, of making you more attentive to the language. And as, as, as you'll remember, I firmly believe that language learning really revolves around three issues, your attitude, you know, how motivated you are uh, uh, to improve in different aspects, how interested you are, how, how much you like the language, time, the amount of time you spend to it, therefore exposure, and also the ability to notice. And exposure in itself makes you more attentive to the language. That's not to say that other activities can't also help. And, and I should also close here because we're getting close to 10 minutes. Uh, it's not that I never study vocabulary. I very often whip through my flashcards. Say I'll, uh, at link, before uh, studying a new lesson, I'll review the saved links, the words that I have already encountered before and am in the process of learning, some of which I have not learned. I'll review them in flashcards. Uh, often if I have five, 10 minutes to kill while waiting somewhere, I'll review my flashcards. But I always have my flashcards with all the information on the front, you know, the hint, as we say, you know, the translation in, in, on link, the, uh, the actual term, the translation, and the captured phrase, which we capture link. And I review them all on front. So again, it's exposure. I'm not racking my brain trying to remember what this term meant, because I personally find that uh, inefficient and tiring and, and, and stressful and uh, boring. So I, I always say that to, to, to memorize vocabulary, give yourself more exposure, mostly in interesting content, but if you are going to review words, and of course you don't have to do it my way, but I'm just telling you what I do. So even when I review words, say in flashcards, it's more of an exposure activity, going through them quickly uh, to give myself more exposure, occasionally reviewing the same phrases that we have in link. So this, I hope I'll be able to do some uh, more videos down south, I may even try using my uh, my iPhone. I saw Richard Simcott did a video from Iceland and he seemed to have his iPhone held at a distance. So I might just try that and see how it works out. Anyway, I hope we get, I know we'll get a lot of sunshine down there. Well, it's, it'll be probably, it'll be raining here in Vancouver. So thank you for listening. Bye for now.